TV, a.k.a. WLTV, the number one wine show on the internet. And this is BBQ Center. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet for wiener. Alicia Laverne is shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. If you missed the first hour, you missed a ton. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com stopped by. I got birthday wishes left on voicemail from Aaron Franklin, Big Mo Kason, Chris Lilly, Daniel Vaughn. Boing. Byron Mixon, too, I believe, right? Did I do that one? Hey, Greg, this is your old pal. Byron Mixon. From Byron Mixon Smokers and Jack's Old South Barbecue Competition. Yeah, how could I forget that one? <laughs> He did call in. That's right. Dropping little bits of birthday well wishes from the luminaries. 216-777-2120. John, were you surprised that Myron Mixon called into the show and wished me happy birthday? That one blew me away. Right? I, I couldn't. I was like, wow, this Myron Mixon. I didn't even know he talked to anybody. Yeah, Myron Mixon called in. Uh, I mean, was that more surprising or was Chris Lilly more surprising or Big Mo? Oh, uh, you know, I, Chris doesn't surprise me. He's, he's he's just that kind of a person, right? Yeah, he's classic. He's out to his friends. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Mo, I expect that from him as well. Well, we're ready to go. You're uh, manning the phones now, so if anybody wants to jump in, 216-777-2120, and uh, they, have to, they have to play their way through you, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I'm the goalie. You're the goalie. I'm only right. getting through the five hole. That's about it. Get into the pipes, and we'll see what transpires here. That's uh, John in Michigan. By the way, he's worth the follow on Instagram. If you are into Instagram, if you're a barbecue or a grilling person and you're not utilizing Instagram either by stalking people or posting your own content, you're missing out. So check out John Solberg on Instagram. Well worth the follow. Always cooking. Did it like a pig over this past weekend. I'm busy at the ball fields. John actually doing work and cooking whole hogs in brick pits. Nice. All right, so here's a follow-up story that I did last week or that I had first reported on last week, that being six people being shot in a Baltimore backyard barbecue. And what we ended up finding most interesting about that whole story is more than half of those six people being shot incurred injuries, gunshot injuries or wounds, to the ankle or lower leg. And I couldn't figure out how bad of a shot someone had to be in order to hit that many ankles and lower legs. 
Well, thank goodness I have the answer. Fan of the show, Jeff Stone, did some digging and found out the reason. If you're getting this on podcast audio, I apologize in advance. You're going to have to go to the top of the second hour in the video so you can see what I'm about to show everybody that's watching on the video. This is why you want to watch live because this is what it's all about. But the reason, you know, I'm thinking, how bad of a shot are you? Are you holding the gun? Just was it misfiring? You had it in a hip or a really bad holster. It was just hitting people in the ankle of all places. Four people were hit in the ankle, one in the lower leg, like in the shin area. So how bad of a shot are you if you're at a barbecue party and you can't hit somebody is center mass? You're point blank range all over the place unless you're shooting from across the street. Well, Jeff Stone found out why, and here it is. You want to know why so many people are getting shot in the ankles? This is why so many people were getting shot in the ankles. <laughs> well, it all makes sense now. 45 caliber, ankle height. He's just taking aim and shooting. It just happens to be center mass is the ankle or lower leg. That's why five people were shot in the ankle and or leg. Four people shot at the ankle. Wow. Jeff did incredible crack journalism work here. And I think you would have to agree, seeing this, you know why people were shot in the ankle so much. Last week, I had no idea. It was unfathomable that that many people could suffer those kind of injuries at a barbecue party. You know, usually at a barbecue party, somebody gets mad at somebody else. They go over to the Weber kettle that still has embers in it. They pick it up and they throw it on their buddy that they're having an argument with. Or perhaps they're not a buddy. They're an enemy or somebody they have become a little perturbed with at their particular event. And they're not leaving. So to encourage them to hasten the leave from the party, they dump the Weber kettle embers on them. That's kind of... Or Hey, you took the last rib. I wanted that rib. I'm going to know I'm going to now get my barbecue fork and try and stab you. Like that's what happens at barbecue parties, I think. Not getting shot in the ankle, let alone five people getting shot in the or four people getting shot in the ankle, one in that lower tib fib area. Now we know why. Thank you, Jeff. Once again, if you missed the top of the show, I was calling for a revision on the steak assignment that I had asked for a couple weeks ago. Originally, I was saying, ask for a temperature when you show up to your steakhouse of 140. And then if they don't cook to temperature, ask them for a medium steak. You have to go armed with an instant read meat thermometer. I am recommending Thermapen. They have no affiliation with me other than I own two of them. And I find them to be the most reputable and fastest acting instant read me thermometers out there on the market today. Little pricey, sure. Buy the best and only cry once. Maybe you have a birthday coming up. Maybe you have an anniversary coming up. Maybe you just want to spoil yourself. It's under $100, but it's more than 10 But once you have it, you will realize the value and the ROI that you have on this. Take that thermometer to the steakhouse and then temp it as soon as it hits. Now we are saying if they will let you go to an internal temperature request 135, because as Meathead said in the last hour, 
You don't really know how long it's actually resting. It might hit more heat after the fact. So you have a little bit more carryover. I don't think we should be trying to accommodate for carryover. I think, especially in the higher-end steakhouses, you got to have your stuff together. You're hitting the line. Everything's coming off just the way it should be. So that steak isn't sitting out for more than five minutes. I'm fine with five, six, seven-minute carryover. I'm expecting that that's what would happen in my house. By the time I get it off of the grill, it gets to the plates. All the sides come together. Everybody sits down, gets some drinks poured. You're probably in that five to seven minute mark, so I'm okay with that. But I don't want to overshoot it. I want to give everybody the best chance at success. So ask for 135 if they will let you. If they don't let you, ask for medium. Then that's kind of a crapshoot, I guess. When the steak hits the table, thermopen out, put it down, into the steak, take that temperature, extra credit points for pictures that you send to me. Doug Scheiding has sent pictures to me, Steve Ray cooking at his house, has sent pictures to me. These have to be at restaurants because that is what we're talking about. The purposeful undercooking of steaks across the country. And we're trying to prove it out. That's the revision of the steak. Okay, so let's get into this. If you are a fan of smoked, which is a... uh, cooking competition, I think on Food Channel or whatever it is, Destination America, maybe. Uh, I I have watched zero episodes, counting the next one. I've said time and time again, this style of show is not in my wheelhouse. I don't watch Chopped. I don't watch uh, the versions of Barbecue Pitmasters that were like Chopped were my least favorite episodes. I liked everybody in them but they were the least compelling for me to watch. Especially after seeing what everybody termed season one. By the way, when you go back and look at all of the internet chatter about that season one where they followed the teams around, everybody hated on that until they changed format completely and made it a game show. And then season one was like the best thing ever. Dave Anderson was on the most recent version, and he didn't make it. And he says, and I quote, I still say that my smoked baby back ribs won the contest. How could Sonny's Barbecue on a program called Smoke win using fried ribs and duck fat? Are you kidding me? We all know they had to give this win against Sonny's Barbecue, even though Sonny's fried their ribs and I smoked my ribs the right way. They had to give the contest to Sonny's just to keep the competition going. Going to what? Why did they have to give it to Sonny's? Why couldn't they have given it to Famous Dave? I don't know. But if you're going to take part in these kind of competitions, even if it is called Smoked, I think this is where your creativity is able to shine. So if you are finishing ribs, I'm imagining he smoked them at some point and maybe finished them in the pork fat, speculating. But I know they were at some point cooked in duck fat, Which, by the way, duck fat on fries, delicious. Duck fat on most things, probably delicious. On ribs, probably tastes really good to the judge. Ray Lampy said so. He was a judge on the show. They were not coached to make any other decisions other than what tasted good. So, Dave, maybe a little less on the sour grapes smoke. (laughs) And say, hey, they beat me. It's a a show. 
duck fat ribs at a barbecue competition? Probably not going to work. Dave Anderson probably wins the barbecue competition 10 out of 10 times. On a TV show, that's where you're going to shine. With duck fat. Duck fat finished ribs. Duck fat fried ribs. Duck fat on anything delicious. Come on. Let's go. Hey, we always believe outdoor cooking should be easy. Because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. The Monolith, the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill and you can serve the tastiest, juicy meals each and every time. Oh, by the way, if you currently have a Barbecue Guru temperature control device, you don't have to get a new controller if you like it in order to use the monolith. No, no. You can take that controller and hook it right up to the power draft fan that's already installed in the monolith, and away you go. Now, if you want to keep up with the new tech or you want to upgrade that controller, that's fine. Go to barbecueguru.com, buy a new controller, and then... Hook it up to the fan that's in the monolith already. You don't need to buy the fan. It's there. Wow. Super easy to use. A lot of accessories. Great price point. Hard to beat when you compare it to some of the other ceramics out there right now. Visit BBQGuru.com. That's BBQGuru.com. Or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Sonny Moberg from Moberg Smokers when we come back. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. I'll be right back. giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg rempe hey smoking with smithfield committed cooks make sure you head to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place wins to claim your prize. Have you registered to compete in the American Royal Pork Loin Ancillary? Smithfield just increased the prize purse to $6,000. Make sure you sign up for the American Royal site today. And don't forget to sign up for the Smithfield Classic, which comes to Richmond, Virginia, on September 29th. To sign up, reach out to Jesse with Big Papa Smokers. That's Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's Jesse at BigPapaSmokers.com. Always appreciate the great folks at Smithfield for their support of the show. All right, I love barbecue pits. I love owning them, cooking on them, and speaking to those who make them because while on their head they seem to be kind of similar when you start to really break it down, they are indeed different animals. So let's go ahead and learn about a new cooker to me that I had found on Instagram a few uh, few months back. 
And I got to tell you, these things are absolute beauties. Let's go ahead and race to the Traeger Grills hotline and welcome first timer to the show, the owner of Moberg Smokers, Sonny Moberg, joining me here on the show. Sonny, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sonny. Appreciate you making time this evening here for the show. And I guess before we dive into the Moberg stuff and the, the guts of the cookers, the ins and outs and all that, uh, maybe a little bit of background on you. Are you always from Texas? Uh, did you move there? And, and have you been in any other kind of business besides pit fabrication? Uh, born and raised Austin, Texas. Um, roots are, are deep here. It's hard for me to even take a vacation. Of course, I, I work a lot, but I mean, I just enjoy Texas. Uh, no, I haven't been building pits all of my life. Um but for a good, a good period, I've been welding for thirty years, uh, but not solid you've for been, thirty years. But you've been building pits for thirty years, on and off. It, on and off, yes, sir. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, my first pit I built when I was eighteen, and that would be thirty years ago, almost to the day. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really enjoy building pits. Um, my grandfather is Smoky Denmark Sausage here. It's a local sausage company here in Austin, Texas. Um, business has been sold now. It's not our family anymore, but definitely, I think have my you know the smoking in my genes, literally in my in my blood. So I don't I don't have the passion to go you know smoke a brisket though. I can smoke a pretty good brisket. My passion is in building them. When you were growing up, did you have a lot of family barbecues and, you know, things like this you can look back and kind of say, you know, aside from that business you were talking about, uh, was there a lot of family time spent around live fire cooking as well? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Opa's, Opa's my grandfather, Smokey Denmark. So he's my grandfather, and he, he you know, had all the family reunions and stuff like that. We would have, you know, barbecue and, and obviously sausage. <laughs> So you're starting, or you you built your first pit 18 years old, as you said, almost 30 years ago to the day. At what point do you decide that you want to make a a full-time run at this, or or how long does it take you to go from tinkering to saying, hey, let's go ahead and focus right in on this and and make Boberg Smokers a a real situation? Uh, It took a long time. (laughs) Um, You know, as a welder, you obviously you got to build a smoker anyway if you're a welder, because everyone you know wants a smoker your friends and right. stuff and obviously i did as well um but you know so throughout the years i've tinkered you know with smokers on and off and you know experimenting with them but my neighbor uh for uh, probably about 20 25 years was uh, he owned a propane company and so i i got a lot of my tanks from him. So I, I mostly use decommissioned propane tanks for my vessels, for my cooking chambers. Um, so that just came natural for me to use those. Uh, and come to find out, you know, they're just, they're great, you know, vessels for the draw and, you know, the convection cook within them. Uh, they cook, you know, just make good cookers. What year would you say was the, the launch of Moberg, Sports, uh, Moberg Smokers officially? Officially, literally, I've only been building smokers full time, uh, like nothing but smokers, because I built smokers and then entry gate smokers, and then I was doing a lot of 
artsy, you know, cutout, metal cutout stuff, uh, you know, four years ago. Um, smokers haven't been, have only been full time, um, literally for the last couple of years. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've been building smokers. I mean, they, I haven't tinkered with them, you know, changed the design a whole lot, but literally, um, I mean, my company actually was, was Moberg Metals and, and a couple of my pitmasters said, you know, if you want to get big, if you want to get, you know, the big names, you need to put smoker in your name. So I did. And, um, uh, a couple of, couple of, uh, the people that restaurants that have my smoker made the Texas top, uh, you know, the top 50 in the mm-hmm. barbecue. And it just, uh, it's, it's literally snowballed since then. I mean, we're, we're fixing the book into, you can believe it, into 2020. Wow. <laughs> it's it's nuts. You know, I hear all the time from those top 50. I've had a lot of those restaurant owners or, or pit masters that are kind of attached to those restaurants say, hey, you know, we were making really good barbecue well before we got onto that Texas Monthly top 50 list. But as soon as we hit it, it was like a whole different level and a whole new world. People start showing up that, never heard of us before or now they're making an extensive drive to just say that they ate at, you know, one of these top 50 restaurants because maybe they're doing that passport thing or they're trying to check off the top 50 for this year or or whatever their motivation is. But I guess I didn't grasp how far reaching that top 50 can be. So if a restaurant is using your smoker, not only are they coming for the barbecue, but now the interest goes beyond that to what kind of rub are you using? What kind of smoker are you using? What kind of wood are you using? And that could in turn affect a lot of bunch of, uh, or a lot of other businesses that are just kind of ancillary to that barbecue business. You're kind of a product of that. Absolutely. You know, and, and I still have to pinch myself. I mean, this is, it's, it's not an overnight success, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. an overnight sensation. I mean, I've been building these things for, for decades. Um, in fact, it's been kind of hard Sometimes, not all the times, but kind of hard sometimes for a customer to look at a old propane tank. We're like, eh, I don't know if I want that to be my smoker. Um, but you know, they're cleaned out. They're you know they they haven't held propane in in years, and uh, um, I mean they just make great cookers. But but you're right. Um, I, my name is out there. I think we've got eight or nine of the top fifty now, and several of the top ten. And that people are now driving, you know, to get good barbecue and to go see my smokers. And it's uh, it's been a, a, a great, fun snowball experience that, that I have witnessed in the last year and a half. Sonny Moberg joining me here on the show, Moberg Smokers, the website, MobergSmokers.com. That's M-O-B-E-R-G, MobergSmokers.com. Sonny, let's talk about that propane tank just for a second. That's kind of your, your wheelhouse, as you had said, kind of growing up and having that neighbor that was in the business to put people's mind at rest, like how do you go through or what is the process to decommission a tank and make sure that there isn't anything potentially dangerous or, or anything like that and get it from how it looks in the that stockyard, if you will, and then taking it to that finished product, which is, I mean, it can look a, a couple different ways. It can look really painted, finished, and kind of sexy, but it can also look kind of like something that's been road hard and put away wet to a certain degree. Yeah, you know... uh um, so I didn't, uh, yeah, I actually uh, didn't finish on the, the propane tank part itself, you know, kind of hard to sell. And it's just, you know, recently just with Aaron Franklin, you know, bringing these, 
these decommissioned propane tanks into the limelight. Um, I mean, that obviously really helped me out because, well, if he's cooking on them, then yeah, they're, they're fine to buy. And so that obviously has helped me tremendously. Um, but yeah, so some people leave it that rat rod, I, I call it raw look, you know, it's just, you know, as is, um, even the, even the raw metal, they'll just, you know, let rust. I mean, nothing's going to rust out on these things cause they're, you know, very thick. Um, yeah, to your, your question on the propane, I mean, most of these vessels that I use, the valves been popped out for years. I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's nothing in it. Um, so maybe some rainwater. Um, but yeah, so if it's got multi layers of paint, then we'll, we'll sandblast it. If it's, you know, one or two coats, we'll, we'll just flap disc it down and then, um, you know, start cutting the doors and, you know, the, uh, firebox components and, uh, exhaust and stuff like that. So you've been doing this full time for about two years, as you said, you've been doing it for decades, but kind of that overnight, uh, sensation to a lot of folks, especially, when it comes to Instagram and social media is something that, as you well know, decades ago wasn't available. You were trying to figure out, uh, or a lot of people were trying to figure out what the next best way to market things is. Now, fast forward to 2018, if you're not on Instagram, as I just said a handful of minutes before, if you're not on Instagram and you're a barbecue and a grilling person in some form or fashion, you're kind of missing out getting your stuff out there or being able to consume a bunch of stuff. How have you been able to leverage and Instagram or social media in general to help jumpstart that business? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, 15, 20 years ago, I mean, I guess you run a thrifty nickel, you know, classified as <laughs> thrifty um, nickel. Most of my stuff. Yeah, I mean, most of my stuff back then was word of mouth, and, and yeah. a lot of it is now as well. But, oh, Instagram is so powerful. I mean, if, yeah, if you're wanting to get your stuff out there, whether it be smokers uh, or, or, you know, the weekend warrior that, you know, just wants to impress people with their barbecue, you got to be on Instagram for sure. And that was another thing uh, some of the pitmasters said to me, put smokers in your name and you need to be on Instagram. I was like, no, no, I have Facebook. We're good. We're good. And, yeah, um, completely different beast, you know, completely different tools. Um, and Instagram is definitely very powerful when it comes to marketing and social media uh, contacts. Sonny Moberg joining me here on the show. Sonny, Texas is home of the country's most storied and prolific pit makers. Uh, Close, Gator, Bates, Pits and Spits just kind of come to mind right off the top of my head as I'm thinking about it. Most of them built on a same general concept and function What's your thought on how a smoker should run before you start getting into the propane tank and making it a, a Moberg smoker? I mean, there has to be concept, right? You have to want it to function a certain way. In your words, how does your style of smoker function before you actually start making it happen? What's the keys to its success? You know, key, keys to success on, on any smoker is going to be, you know, good draw. You don't want too much, but you definitely want more than less. Um, just because of the, you know, the, the convection to the draw. Um, but more so that's just the good clean smoke. You know, if, if the smoke is hanging around in the smoke chamber, you know, and just kind of, you know, slowly going over it and, and then exiting, you know, you'll get that stale smoke. 
um, and all these, you know, these foodies around are really starting to, you know, pick up on that and taste, you know, what good clean barbecue tastes like, you know, yeah, it definitely helps, you know, cooking it the right way and rendering down the fat where it just is like butter. But it's also, you know, if you have a good clean smoke and, and throughout your burn, um, definitely you can pick up on that. As I had mentioned, especially down in Texas, you have a bunch of prolific pit makers. When you go about giving your features and benefits, uh, maybe not necessarily trying to sell over and above some of the other stuff, but what do you feel sets your smokers apart from some of the others on the market today? Um, definitely the so our fireboxes are insulated, and that definitely helps the efficiency. Um, I really think it helps on the draw, uh, just because it, you know, it, it encapsulates all that heat in, within that firebox, and it, it, it's you know extra hot. And they're just very efficient, even on a thousand gallon cooker. You know, from nose to tail, it's twenty one feet long. Uh, you you can you can get away even with your cold bed is 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 built and your smokers up to temperature. I mean, goodness, sometimes you can get away with. 30, 35, sometimes 40 minutes before you add another split log on the fire. Mm. Um, so efficiency and there again, just a good draw. I, I think uh, mine stand out. Where are you sourcing the raw materials at this point? For tanks, uh, my neighbor can't supply me anymore or as many as I need. Did you buy them all from him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally all over the state of Texas. I mean, I'll go to Craigslist. I'll just, you know, look, look online and hunt. And, and with this, you know, barbecue craze and, you know, the re- weekend warrior, you know, I don't go, I'm going to build my own, which, which I have nothing against. I, 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 uh, I love, uh, you know, people tackling their own projects and I get, you know, asked several times a week, you know, Hey, will you help me out? Will you point me in the right direction? And, and I do, you know, I don't, I don't hold too many secrets. I get a couple of little, you know, tweaks in my uh, smoker that I've, you know, changed and, and perfected over the years. But other than that, you know, it's it's hard to butcher them up. You can, I've seen them out there, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I just, just got to look all over the place to be honest with you. And they, and they are, they're getting harder to find. So as far as the other components are concerned, are you at all worried about the current political climate and how it might affect material costs here over the next six months or, or 12 months uh, from an international standpoint or, or an international growth? Uh, I don't know if you've been getting requests for your smokers out of the country, but typically that seems to be the next step for somebody that's made it to a certain level in pit building as they start soliciting off or they start getting offers solicited from other countries to start shipping their smokers out there. Are you a concerned about anything politically uh, as far as tariffs and all this other crap or and have you had any requests for international pits at this point i like how you worded it crap <laughs> um <laughs> yeah you know sh- shipping out i don't think it's going to affect us all that much um but we do have we've got one going to kuwait a mm. uh, couple going to canada uh maybe new zealand we've got one going to australia wow. So those were, you know, just bringing to the port and, and they're handling it from there. But when it comes to tariffs, you know, we were, we we're booked so far out. We, we held on to our prices for the longest just because 
we thought, you know, our price point was fair and, and the tariffs hit us and, you know, some of our still went up 60%. Wow. And so we've been holding on and, and we actually just had a price increase of July 1st just because we're like, well, because my steel guy, huge steel company, and he's like, no, it's not coming down. In fact, it may still creep up a little bit more. So, so yeah, I mean, the tariffs are hitting us. Um, hit our bottom dollar, but since we were so far out, we're like, well, we'll just ride the wave, and then we just kind of fell off, <laughs> caved in. Sonny Moberg joining me here on the show. Again, the website, if you're interested in checking these out while we're talking. I'm flashing some pictures up here while we're talking as well, Sonny. Uh, MobergSmokers.com, that's M-O-B-E-R-G, MobergSmokers.com. Sonny, can I hold you over for uh, one more segment, and we can get into the, the cooker a little bit more as well? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. So uh, stand by for more Sonny Moberg here. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers. That's right. The one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies will get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. Everything at Big Papa Smokers has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling Big Papa Ball himself. From the award-winning barbecue rubs and sauces to the American-made grills and smokers, Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Whether you're a backyard guy like me or a competition pro like Sterling, Big Papa Smokers has something for you. Big Papa's known for the championship rubs and seasoning popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow. All proven winners on the competition circuit and in the backyard, Big Papa's offers 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary whether you're cooking to impress the judges or grilling for your family, Big Papa Smokers award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. Pick up a bottle a day or two or three or five-pound bags of sweet money at BigPapaSmokers.com. If you're looking to improve the flavor of your competition barbecue, might I introduce you to the West Coast Offense, a combination of Big Papa Smokers and Simply Marvelous Barbecue. They're pretty much cornering the market on competitive flavor profiles those are what the cooks are trying to aim for across the country you can stop by the site and pick up some today they're also the proud owner of award-winnings granny's barbecue sauce look for the new go-to rubber sauce that will please everyone granny's traditionally at powerful flavors remind us why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place find granny's barbecue sauce and other top rated sauces at bigpapasmokers.com and aside from their premium selection of rubs and sauces they also offer a Great variety of pellet charcoal and wood cookers available. If you're looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, check out the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill. Big Papa Smokers is the exclusive Mac dealer and even offers special packages. No one else does that. Not a fan of pellet smokers? No problem. How about the Old Hickory Ace BP? It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. And if you're a backyard guy like me looking for a durable and versatile grill that will last forever, the M Grill from Texas is just what you need. They're built like tanks. If you're not sure of what grill you might need, you really can't go wrong with anything featured at BigPapaSmokers.com website. They have something for every kind of backyard cook and budget. Clear that Big Papa Smokers is the number one place to go for all things barbecue. Boost your skills with the help of Big Papa Smokers, the number one online barbecue store. You can call them toll-free at 877-828-0727 or visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers. Com. We're back with Sonny Boberg right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. 
You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both as well. Always learning new skills. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com. That's F-I-R-E, fireboard.com, or call 816-945-2232. The good folks at Fireboard. Looking to have Ted Conrad on here shortly, by the way. Thanks for hanging with me through the break there, Sonny. Yes, sir. Well, I don't know if you uh, were aware or not, but today's my birthday. That's right. Uh, happy birthday. And uh, I've uh, been playing the show uh, some uh, luminaries of the barbecue world. We would call them celebrities, I guess, uh, phoned in today to leave me some birthday well wishes. Uh, so if you can indulge my ego just for one second, I think you might have heard this guy before. Hi, Greg. This is your pal. Stephen Reichlin. I always appreciate the monthly visits that we have on the best barbecue show. No, no. The Barbecue Central show. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, the Barbecue Central show, always a great time. I'm such a big fan of your show and everything that you're doing in the world of live fire grilling. So I hope you're having a great day. I hope you had a great day and many happy returns from your pal. Stephen Reichlin. Hope you have a great show tonight. Take care. How about that? Sonny, are you impressed or what? I'm very impressed. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> not, it's not every day Stephen Reichlin just calls and, and leaves you a uh, birthday well wish. So. Uh, ranks right up there with that free smoker you're going to give me. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably didn't know that either, but hey, you know, it's just the perks of being the host, I guess. Um, it's good to know. So let me ask you about this. As I look at the smokers on the market now, I don't recall seeing a cooker that has the sized firebox that you are putting on these cookers. Is this just an illusion or am I true to eye? These, your firebox... You must have a love for Firebox, and there's obviously a reason behind it. These things are substantial, to say the least. So, yes, uh, they do look bigger than they actually are, um, but they do. So they're insulated, and so there's a there's a uh, an inside. Um, so it, it's 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 not as big as it looks mm. once you get inside it. But I mean, they're pretty big. I mean, I crawl it in, in inside and weld it. So. I mean, I'm not a big guy, but I'm not a small guy. Yeah. Well, I'm not crawling into my uh, Lang 36 firebox, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. When speaking, you... of, speaking of people calling you, uh, you were talking about Big Papa. He messaged me uh, early on, and that's when I realized, like, man, people are watching me. Yeah. And he just basically gave me a social media high five and told me to keep up the good work. But I was like, I was like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Sterling's a great guy. Um, so when we're talking about running the cooker, we've, uh, we'll get into the purchasing and all that stuff here in just a second, but you know, once you get it up and running, do you run the cooker once it's up to temp, uh, like the fire door wide open and stack wide open, or do you run damper doors on the firebox? How does that whole process run? You know, so it really depends on the pit master. Um, I usually recommend, you know, the smoke stack wide open, but some of, you know, some of the men and women out there, you know, they'll they'll run it, you know, half, you know, or quarter choked down. Um, sometimes at the beginning, sometimes at the end. It really depends on you know how their style is. Uh, on my fireboxes, uh, if you've looked at them in detail, there's not a you know an, an air inlet. 
Um, that couple reasons. One, that back firebox door is double wall insulated, and it it has a little keeper on the door handle itself that kind of gives it a, a cruise control uh, slot. Um, but some people there again, some people run that door wide open. You don't have to just because it's going to burn more fuel anyway. Um, but if you if you keep it on that little cruise control setting. Once you get your, you know, up to temp and your cold bed going, that's really all you need to do. And then, you know, watch your watch your temperature, keep it about where you want it, and spray when you want, spray when you don't, drink a beer, and add a stick when you see it start to drop a few degrees. So let's talk about how you go about building that initial cold bed and then keeping that fire going and then ease of adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really, you know, for a good, you know, for a good cook as you're cooking, you you want to, you know, get your cold bed and, you know, some people use the grease paper. You know, I like the pear burner just because it's it's fast and you know gets the job done quick. But teach their own. Um, I don't, I don't, you know, and that that's a, a byproduct that that they're using anyway. These restaurants so it gets rid of some waste, which is which is great. Um. And, you know, on a 1,000-gallon, even a 500-gallon, you know, six, seven sticks, you know, burn down in about, you know, 30 minutes, we'll, we'll get a nice cold bed. And then by then, you know, 40 minutes, you know, your your vessel on a 1,000-gallon is completely up to temperature. Hmm. Um, then you just, uh, <clears throat> you know, add a stick. Like I said, you know, depending on the conditions and what, you know, what temperature you want to cook at. You know, these things have a, you know, they kind of have a, chugging temperature from 230 to 270 so you know conveniently about where you want to smoke everything um you want to run a little bit hotter uh, you can choke down the damper on the exhaust a little bit and and obviously feed it more feed it more fuel and your your fire management is is key to you know key to your a good cook and once you know once your cold bed you know you get that dead ash you know start to build up you just kind of scoop it to the side and scoop it out as you go do you have folks that will run a combination of wood split and charcoal to kind of keep a cold bed established or is it not really necessary to use the charcoal you know it's not really necessary um but that's a good question i i haven't had any anyone tell me that's what they're doing you know a mixed combination but i could see it definitely being a benefit so I have an issue in my lang with coals falling through the expanded metal fire grate quite a bit. Do you have any guard against that, or, or do you not really have like a, a grid that you would build a fire on uh, for that to happen? Yep. Yeah. There's no grid on mine. It mm. it, it gets built right on the ground, and reason being is mainly that for that reason. Well, mm. one, they burn out, you know, fairly quickly. Uh, just you know, nature of the beast. But yeah, just you know, it's not really necessary. You know, everyone thinks about yeah, you know, as that as the as the fire you know consumes its uh, you know the oxygen that's it's pulling it in and kind of up under the fire and then up through the smoker. Um, you know, it, it, I mean that is true. It, it it will draw a little bit better. You know, burn a little bit. You know, cleaner that way. But once you know, once a few coals fall down and ash falls down, then you're you're back at the same same spot unless you're you know mm-hmm. cleaning out and you got those basically you know the ash tray underneath that some people have. 
and pull it out. You know, I don't, it's not really needed because once you get that cold bed, you know, it's you're good to go. Is there an initial burn-in process and uh, seasoning process, and, and then uh, I guess after that, an ongoing maintenance and care routine? You know, on a on a brand new smoker, um, you know, you mentioned Lang. You know, he has great videos how to season them, but yeah, you know, really get it up to temperature, if not a little bit hotter than normal. Spray it down with you know your choice of oil. I mean, there's tons of oils you you can use out there. And, uh, you know, burn it for about six, seven, eight hours. And mm. if you, if you, you know, you leave those, leave those doors shut and, uh, on your first burn and you, you know, you're not peeking, you don't have any meat in there, you don't have to worry about it. And you open those doors up, you know, every time I do it, you know, I'm just blown away because it's, you know, it's already got that dark, dark color to it and it's on its way. Let's talk about models and price points because everybody's going to want to know about this as they're listening in podcasts. So uh, how many different models are you offering right now, and what are those jump-off price points? Yeah, so speaking of tariffs, we don't – as of right now, we're, we're not offering our little backyard model just because that pipe that we were purchasing, I mean, it just went through the roof. Mm. And, you know, instead of you know going up on those prices and – basically gouging people and that, that's not, definitely not the business we're in um we've just kind of eliminated that for now you know, until things come down so our smallest unit that we offer right now is a two, 250 a 250 gallon uh, tank um and that one comes you know with with the insulated box the large smokestack you know all the all the bells and whistles and you can get that one you know, painted rig for forty five hundred, and that's a you know that's a pretty good size smoker. <clears throat> and you can jump up the five hundred and a thousand is definitely our our most popular models. The five hundred on skids, uh, they're about seventy two fifty, and you can get it on a trailer or uh, or on skids. And some people, you know, want them on casters. We can do it on casters as well. Wow. And then the thousand gallons, uh, you know, on skids, that uh, that baby's running about thirteen five. And will you uh, like truck ship these, or people coming down to to get them? You like you, they got to figure out freight. Uh, I mean, a lot of people use that online, you know, use ship or whatever it's called. Um, some people come pick them up. <clears throat> or um, if not, we can definitely, uh, we've got a couple of delivery companies we can, you know, get a quote through, and sometimes we deliver them. Have you had a, a crazy complicated build, or do you try to keep these more or less pretty simple from your end so you can get as many done as as possible? Yeah, you know, we try to stick, you know, kind of to our models. I mean, well, there's definitely some customizing available. Uh, we just finished up a extra short rig. Just this guy needed to get it into his garage, so that was a pretty challenging, pretty challenging uh, trailer to build, just because it was so short and squatty. Um, but I mean, that, we've got one coming up here soon. That's going to be uh, we got a double thousand on a trailer coming up. That one's going to be not. <clears throat> 
not really a, I mean, it might be a challenge just because I haven't built one. Um, but I think it's going to be, uh, it really, it, it's going to, I think it's going to blow the internet up once it hits, hits Instagram because <laughs> um, the double 500, you know, is definitely a, a head turner. And I believe when this thousand gallon double, double rolls down the highway, it's going to turn some heads for sure. All right, Sonny. So the question of the day here is if I call you tomorrow because I listened to it on the show here and I'm looking to place an order here in mid-July, am I really looking into January, February of 2020 before we're going to get one done or uh, is there any hope and lead time there from a consumer standpoint? Good for you, of course. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, great for me. I mean, it's, I've (laughs) been self-employed for many years. Never, never had that type of job security ever. Um, and this, I mean, they're still coming in. I mean, I received two texts today on deposits, and it's just blowing me away. And, and I'm very humbled by it, and I'm very proud. Uh, I mean, yeah, so right now, I mean, we're, we are technically about 16 to 17 months, which is pushing us into 2020, wow. which which really, I mean, 18, you know, people are like, oh, can you squeeze me in? You know, can I pay extra? And you yeah. just, I mean, I am... <laughs> I'm honest to a fault. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> so are you worried, like from a businessman's standpoint, I mean, having the security, as you had talked about, through next year, through the remainder of this year, I mean, we forget about it. I mean, I'm I'm kind of in a similar situation with my day job. I sell Class 8 Peterbilt tractors, so we're sold out for the year. We're already booking into the first part of next year. Customers have a hard time wrapping their head around you know, six, seven months ago, you could order a truck for me in the beginning of the month. It would build at the end of the month. And within five weeks, you had a brand new truck. And now I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you got to wait until February before the thing is even going to build. So, uh, you know, kind of similar standpoints there. Uh, you're out a little bit further than the trucking industry. Do you worry about how many sales you might be losing if somebody sees your unit and they're in love with it, and everybody's like all about. I-, I need it now. I need it now. This is the type of society that we live in now. Do you ever yeah. give a second thought to what you might be losing, or can you not really look like at that because then you're turning into a mad scientist? Well, I mean, you definitely think about that. We're definitely losing sales for sure. I mean, some big sales we have lost just because you know turned down a few you know thousand gallon smokers, and that's that's a little bit of money in your pocket. Um, you know, you know, people have asked me, well, you need to hire a lot of employees. You need to, you know, knock them out faster. And, and unfortunately that's not, that's not what I want to do. Um, I'm definitely, I'm not proud of being out 17 months. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, uh, that I am, but it's definitely, to me, it is honestly a little embarrassing because I mean, that's a long wait. I know people wait long lines for barbecue, so I guess they don't mind waiting a little bit longer um, in my line for a smoker. <clears throat> but definitely trying to shorten that down some. But you're the uh, only one building them, right, Sonny? Well, my brother-in-law comes up. He lives lives in Louisiana. So he's coming up. He was doing two weeks out of the month, and I've twisted his arm hard enough to come up three, three weeks out of the month um, just to maybe help shorten shorten this. And he, in fact, he just left today. <laughs> he asked me every now and then, you know, how are we doing? You know, we, are we, are we, you know, are we making a dent? And 
And no, we're not. I mean, it's still growing. And, you know, I have, you know, and I have customers, you know, have been waiting for months, you know, and then their bill comes up and, you know, they've been like, because I call them, you know, before I go, you know, before I start to build and go over the specs one more time. And, you know, I've had just recently two people like, you know, I want to change my 500 to a double 500. Ooh. Well, I can't, you know, I can't tell them no, and I can't make more time in the day. So that kind of jacks my schedule. Um, so, yeah, I mean, things just, they just change daily because of stuff like that. And they change daily because, I mean, we're still receiving orders left and right, which I'm very humbled and, and, and blessed. And I definitely don't take any of it for granted. I'm very thankful. It's like a Spider-Man. For it's sure. a blessing and a curse, right? For sure. Yes, sir. Um, I, I referenced that old cartoon. Um, I don't remember. I think they were dogs. That's showing my age now. I don't remember, but they were like the dogs said, "Don't you know? Don't forget the gravy." And the next, you know, at the end of the cartoon, they're pouring gravy down this this dog's mouth with on a, in a funnel. And that's you know, I mean, it wasn't a couple of years ago. You know, I, I I told my wife Julie, which she does my scheduling and the books and all that. So thank goodness because I'd be in trouble. <laughs> um, I told her I was like, you know, I just want to focus on smokers. That's where my passion is. And, you know, when I work on those, it's not like I'm working, and I and I want to be, I want to be that guy people come to for a smoker, and, and sure enough, here I am. Yeah, you're the guy. Is there is there any person, celebrity, or or maybe somebody you look up to that doesn't have one of your pits, or that you would like to build a pit for if given an opportunity? Hmm. Oh, you know, there's some big, you know, there's some big celebrities out there. Big Mo has hit us up a couple times, you know, and I saw he got a, you know, his new rig recently. I mean, you know, there's big names out there. Uh, you know, Robert Sierra has one of our pits, and he definitely helped that early snowball. Um, but really, I mean, I, I like, I like helping out, you know, the small guys. You know, our, our price point is is still, you know feasible for people expanding or, or first, you know, getting, getting into catering or whatever. Um, and that's why we we're keeping our prices, you know, as low as we can, just because I've been told too many times by customers saying, you know, Manson, if your prices were much higher, I, you know, I couldn't afford mm -hmm. it and I couldn't, you know, pursue my dream. And, and I think that's, uh, I think that's something to be said. Sonny Moberg is the owner of Moberg Smokers, and the website is MobergSmokers.com. Head over there, give him a shout if you are interested, uh, A, in, in waiting in a little bit of a line, but certainly the payoff is going to be well worth it if you can gut through the wait. Uh, again, it's Sonny Moberg from Moberg Smokers. Sonny, really appreciate the conversation tonight, the time you put in here. Uh, really enjoyable. Thanks so much for doing it. Greg, yes, sir. Back at you. Happy birthday. Thank you. There he is, Sonny Moberg. From Moberg Smokers. How about that? That's a long All guests appear via the Traeger Grills hotline. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, Yummy. All right, so let's go ahead and do this real quick. We'll get into the last couple birthday reads. Behind every great meal is a great grill. I don't need to tell you that, but not just any grill, a Traeger grill. And the Traeger Grills... Timberline version is the most advanced grill yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro no matter what your level, thanks to the incredible wood fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. 
Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets, so fuel <laughs> as fuel, so it's literally like you're cooking with flavor, from low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak, even a baked apple pie, Traegers can handle it all. And the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the Wi-Fi capability. You can check your cooks, kick up temperatures, and set custom cook cycles all right from your phone on the Traeger app. In fact, I should check on my briskets right now. I could do it if I had them on there. Find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online at TraegerGrills.com. How about this? You want to beef up that barbecue game of yours? Damn right you do. Traeger Shop Class, going coast to coast, bringing you barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere you go. Taught by professional pitmasters like Diva Q and Doug Scheiding and Chad Ward and Matt Pittman. You'll take home all the skills you need to breach barbecue glory in your neighborhood or cul-de-sac. Find a shop class near you today at TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. We're back to wrap up the show right for this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. National Barbecue News, dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal to introduce new people to the barbecue world while holding the barbecue enthusiast and professional making sure they're informed on what's happening in and around the Barbecue Nation. They obtain this goal by offering timely news stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendars, unique recipes, all inside their printed products, website, social media pages, and email newsletter. Subscribe now by going to barbecuenews.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, barbecuenews.com. They spell it right. You waiting in a line for that, John, or what? I'm waiting. Are you really? Whatever you need, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I'm you're... sitting here waiting. That's what I do. So you would wait for a Moberg smoker until 2020? Uh, you know, it's probably not going to happen from a budgetary standpoint, but you yes. got to admit, they are gorgeous. Oh, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Hey, how about this? Hi, Greg. This is Tootsie Tominance from Snow's Barbecue, and I just wanted to <laughs> wish you a very happy birthday. Tootsie. I know we haven't gotten a chance to talk person to person on your yeah, show yet I'm, remiss. And I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to do that since i am in the barbecue hall of fame but mm. i wanted to wish you a very happy birthday i know all about you so i'm very excited to have the opportunity mm. to talk to you That's whenever nice. you can fit me in your busy busy schedule mm. anyway i'm 83 doing more work than you are lifting heavier things than you've ever lifted and putting in more hours of work during the week than you'll ever see in your life oh. but yeah i'm still waiting to talk to you that seems fair Anyway, hope you're having a great birthday. Yikes. I think that was a pretty nice happy birthday. I think. Of course, last but not least, a 2018 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee. Hey, Greg. This is your buddy. Happy Stone. From Cool Smoke Barbecue. And I just wanted to wish wow. you a very happy birthday. Sorry we couldn't wow. get together in person. Especially since you didn't get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame again this year. Uh, Maybe you should use your birthday wishes on something else from now on. Ooh. No offense. Anyway, hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a great day. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Wow. Tough Stone. He's bringing the... Uh Straight fire on the truth, I think, right? Man. I, that didn't really sound like Tuffy Stone, did it, John? Not to me. Let's go but, back and review. Know. Hold on. Hey, Greg, this is your buddy. Tuffy Stone. From Cool Smoke Barbecue. I don't know. I think that was. Let's, I, let's revisit. It could be. Hey, Greg, 
This is your buddy. Tuffy Stone. From Cool Smoke Barbecue. And I just wanted... He said Tuffy Stone, so I have to go with it. That was Tuffy. Yeah. I love it. That was the day he fell and hit the wall. Running the turn in to be disqualified. That's right. Way (laughs) back in the day. Way back in the day. All right. Well... Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. John, as always, appreciate you, uh, manning the phone lines in Michigan, Northern Not studio. Problem, man. And, and of course, from the host of the other show, happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. My guy, John manning the phones over there in the North studio of Northern Michigan. Hey, this is John Dawson. You know, if you go up far enough north in Michigan, you're closer to Wisconsin than you are most of Michigan. I believe that is a true statement. All the way back in the first hour, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com was on. We talked a lot about the potential purposeful undercooking of steak across these great United States and maybe the world. We answered some of your Facebook questions. And then in the second hour, we had a great conversation with Sonny Moberg from Moberg Smokers. If the question is, how long do I have to wait? Does the word 2020 mean anything to you? Get your waiting shoes on. However, by all accounts, well worth the wait. Do you want to wait? That's up to you. MobergSmokers.com. Check them out. All right, big show planned for next week as always. Thanks again for all the birthday wishes. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host, Greg Rempe, first saying, Start the game! Let's go! And secondly, saying, Good night now.